Welcome back. You're watching Stock Picks, and today we unpack NetEase Inc., JD.com, and Baidu uh, with some Fanafuti Mshongo from a Tribe Investment South Africa. And Fanafuti, thank you for being with us uh, this afternoon. Uh, good afternoon to you. Um, good afternoon to you, Notsando. Good afternoon to your viewers at home. And thank you very much for, uh, for having me today. All right, so we are in uh, offshore. We think we're in China this afternoon. Let's talk about maybe uh, before we get into these encounters. It's been a very difficult economic year uh, in China. How has the stock market uh, there fared? Um, indeed, it has been an interesting year, to actually say the least, for the Chinese uh, tech stock. But I think uh, for us to actually go and understand the, the impact or uh, the developments within that particular sector, I think we need to to an umbrella, a broader overview. So basically, the global tech stock market has actually shown massive resilience here to date, driven by innovation and adaptability to economic uncertainties, especially in the wake of major central banks are restrictive monetary policies, and as well as major macroeconomic events um, that the, the global uh, economy has actually faced this particular year. But the turn of the year, Global AI wave has actually helped the tech companies achieve excellent top line appreciation, thus propelling their particular shares into heights never seen before. Evidence is in the tech-heavy US Nasdaq 100 index, which has actually appreciated an impressive 36% year-to-date, with NVIDIA's obviously incredible over 200% year-to-date actually leading the way. However, putting it down or bringing it back to Chinese tech stock. Unfortunately, they have not enjoyed the same appreciation as their particular global counterparts due to some um, country and as well as industry-specific issues that the economy has been faced with. So recent developments uh, that are of note are the China's economic growth and its, and its housing uh, markets that has actually slowed, impacting both consumer spending and as well as business activity. So the government's shift towards sustainable growth has actually had implication for tech companies, especially those that are heavily reliant on domestic consumption. And again, there's the issue of regulation scrutiny and as well as data security laws. As it has been, I think, heavily documented, the Chinese government has actually intensified its particular watchful eye over the, the, the tech sector, scrutinizing monopolistic practices data privacy and as well as financial regulations. For example, um, the suspension of ENT groups, uh, IPO, and as well as the ongoing uh, investigations into Alibaba's business practice has actually sent um, shockwaves within the particular financial uh, sector. Under the new laws, um, the, government, the companies now actually need uh, government approval to actually transfer significant data outside of China, which has actually raised concerns with investors and in some cases actually has actually deterred um, foreign investors in investing in this particular um, fragile, to say the least, uh, uh, economy. But however, China does remain um, the hub for tech innovation, uh, um, companies like ByteDance, mm. the parent company behind um, yep. TikTok, have yeah. actually enjoyed tremendous global success. So yep. the country's focus on areas like AI, yeah. 5G, and as well as EV, can actually continue to drive innovation. 
Let's get into some specific stocks now. Let's talk about NetEase. They're an internet company. There's gaming in there. There's online music. There's e-commerce. There's <laughs> emailing. It, it does a little bit of everything. But you, as you said, I'm wondering if it's one of those uh, companies that is uh, really reliant on the domestic markets uh, in China um, and how that has affected the performance of the counter. Um, funny enough, um, NetEase is, is one of those companies that have actually... With the market actually, with the market actually declining, and uh, as seen with the Hang Seng actually returning year to date uh, close to negative, uh, I think no, negative fifteen percent. NetEase has not necessarily been affected by the by the by the particular slowdown due to its uh, uh, strong dominant uh, position in the Chinese online gaming market. So to look at the share price currently, year to date, the share price has returned a very handsome over 38 percent year to date and in the past five years has actually returned over 140 percent i think the reason why what has actually insulated the company uh, against this particular headwinds that the the tech uh, the chinese tech uh, stocks have actually been faced is its particular growing international presence as you've mentioned before um so netflix actually focuses on uh, gaming and with china being the largest online gaming market NetEase is one of the leading players in this particular market. The company offers uh, gaming, gaming names like uh, Fantasy Westworld, uh, Jamie, and my, one of my favorites, uh, World of Warcraft. So basically, the company during COVID actually expanded its uh, international presence with now actually having uh, a number of, of, of overseas offices and its games are being uh, available in over 200 countries and region, of which I believe... That's the reason why their share was uh, most of the tech uh, industry has been going down. It has returned a handsome 38% year to date. Let's talk also now on the e-commerce platform, uh, JD.com, or more, more commonly known as JoyBuy in uh, that uh, you know, sector there. I'm wondering how they have fared, because what we did see, for instance, here at home, uh, for COVID-19 and even for lockdowns, e-commerce boomed. Uh, are we seeing the same trend here, and uh, have we seen this company weather the storm a little bit better? Um, so basically, let's just jump straight into the share because I think mm. that's the most uh, yeah. uh, interesting uh, figure okay. when it comes to JD.com. So currently, their particular share has actually declined over 50% year to date, out of the gate, over 50% in the past uh, 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 year to date. And, and, and you think it's largely because of their particular uh, structure. So like you said, e-commerce boomed during covid Okay, but then the thing is that um, JD currently, as much as it boomed during COVID, uh, post-COVID, um, the buying power of consumers has been limited due to the restrictions that the government actually imposed during COVID now having a lagging effect in trickling down into the economic activity. So JD as a whole uh, is one of the largest e-commerce companies in China with a market share of over 20%. It is also the leader in the country's uh, logistics sector, of which I think it should come as no surprise uh, to actually understand that the company's share has actually struggled year to date, largely due to the exposure to the weak uh, housing, Chinese housing markets, and as well as um, the, the weak uh, Chinese tech industry. So as much as um, the, the e-commerce boomed, Post-COVID, the, the company has actually been struggling with the particular uh, 
uh, new laws uh, that supremacy laws that the government has actually um, uh, imposed that has actually weighed on big companies like JD.com and as well as Alibaba. When we hear of a stimulus uh, coming into that uh, market, Mfanafuti, we keep hearing the government is just trying a little bit slightly, though, uh, to, to stimulate that economy. <laughs> Would uh, JD.com be a beneficiary of that stimulus? Um, of course, of course. So basically, it's, it's, uh, your question is a very interesting question because um, earlier today, the, the Chinese government actually released their GDP, their third quarter GDP figures, that actually showed that the, the economy, uh, what the market was expecting, a, a, a slight uh, improvement or a slight uh, appreciation of 4.4. The GDP actually came in at 4.9%, indicating resilience uh, amidst, obviously, the property crisis and the weak trade. So with the stimulus, um, looking at the retail sales as well that were also released earlier today, um, they showed the fact that the retail sales for September and as well as the industrial Output actually did remain robust, which could, uh, to a certain extent, um, towards the end of the year, uh, could actually help um, JD maybe uh, recoup some of its uh, particular uh, lost share price. Because I'm pretty sure uh, with the retail sales um, gaining uh, momentum and as well as the industrial output actually uh, remaining robust, it should actually trickle down to, to companies such as um, JD.com which could, I hope, to a certain extent, actually boost uh, and as well as appreciate their particular top line and as well as bottom line. And then let's move on to, I think, the most interesting. It's Baidu right now. Baidu <laughs> and, and, and Ernie the bot. Let's talk about this. Uh, one of China's big plays on a very competitive AI space. Yeah, hey, so, so Baidu is, is again, uh, the, the, the Google of China. Mm. <laughs> so, again, it's one of those interesting companies. Because if you look at it in the short term, firstly, let's jump into the share performance. So, the share performance has actually been, to a certain extent, stable compared to what, happened, what has been happening in the market. So, they've returned a year-to-date uh, uh, over 5% uh, return. Uh, or appreciation in their particular share. But if you look at it in the past five years, it shows that the company has been struggling. Struggling because of the increased competition within the particular um, AI sector with your Alibaba investing heavily on AI and as well as the, the recently mentioned um, JD.com. So hopefully, um, yeah, we, we do hope that the company can continue uh, gaining um, or continue their strong financial position that has actually seen them increase their revenue seven, over 7% in the past uh, three years and as well as over 60% in the past five years. But obviously competition, AI, uh, the companies are heavily investing in it. And by the way, if they do not uh, actually pull up their socks, they might actually continue losing market share and as well as um, their share price continue declining year on year. There are conversations about whether it can uh, keep up or if it has caught up with a chat GPT-4. I'm wondering uh, from your perspective, uh, you know, if you have an opinion on this and the ability for it to also be able to remain competitive. Is chat GPT the, um, the bar and everyone is kind of gauging themselves against it? Yeah, obviously, um, with uh, OpenAI's chat GPT, I think it has actually revolutionized um, the AI, how we actually interact with the AI. 
So basically, it, it, it's very hard to actually not actually mention uh, ChatGPT as the pinnacle that mm. all of these other companies are actually trying to actually um, uh, aspire to actually reach. But I, I believe that um, as much as um, Baidu has actually, for my research, as much as Baidu has been focusing on those AI generating software, they've also been chatting their own uh, part necessarily uh, with their major significant strides in the AI research and development. So basically, the company is currently working on AI projects, including uh, autonomous vehicles and as well as AI-powered uh, cloud services. Um, AI-powered cloud services has been an interesting topic to tell you the truth this year, which has actually seen uh, companies such as Adobe uh, appreciate Adobe's shares appreciating over twenty five percent. So I believe that as much as Baidu, as much as the pinnacle is ChatGPT, Baidu's uh, is not focusing necessarily much on that particular um, uh, sphere. But they've also chatted; they've just chatted their own particular part in the AI with uh, a major focus on autonomous, obviously autonomous vehicles, and as well as AI powered cloud services. We have had, um, you know, a, quite a conversation about these three very big tech stocks are coming out of, uh, you know, China. A big risk, I think, for a retail investor, Mfanafuti, is what might happen with uh, the regulatory crackdown here. You mentioned Alibaba at the beginning of the conversation here. Uh, should investors be a little bit uh, prudent with regards to that when they enter the Chinese market? Just mindful that the regulatory environment uh, can be tight and then at some point it can be loosened. And that can just be uh, round and round in circles we could go with that. Yeah. Um, so that's a, very, that's a very interesting question to tell the truth, not Sandra. So the regulatory uh, sphere uh, in the Chinese I think that's like the most, especially if you um, thinking about tech stocks in China, that's the most important uh, aspect that you need to factor in. The fact that it can be loosened can also be tightened by the government. So for any prudent, I think for any prudent investor, we are told fundamentally you do a top down. The, 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 the risk of regulations in China remain, but there are particular uh, possibilities. Just like, for example, like NetEase, as I've mentioned before, mm. even though there's been those regulations, simply because of their particular, um, what you call this, their particular uh, diversification, when they're done, they actually um, invested outside of, um, they actually expanded to outside of China. Mm. So even though those particular regulations actually did hit, but it didn't hit them that much. That's the reason why um, the Hang Seng has actually uh, declined over 15%. Mm -hmm. The Hang Seng Tech Index has declined over a uh, 6% year to date. Yet, uh, NetEase has uh, returned over 38% so for their particular investor. So it all goes back to the particular investor. Mm -hmm. You need to do your own, you need to do data research. And there are companies that actually can um, take companies in China that do have a, a very well diversified portfolio that could, if you, your risk appetite uh, allows, can actually return uh, positive returns. Let's rate them, uh, these uh, counters that we've spoken about, NetEasy, JD.com, uh, as well as Baidu. Yeah. One, two, three uh, for retail investors. In which order would you buy them? Okay, so um, for, for number one, I think it should be obvious for whoever has been listening to our conversation. So for number one, I would actually rank NetEasy which has actually returned over 38% year-to-date. Yeah, so their current share price is actually $103.50. Uh, 
77 cents. So our estimated fair value is actually 126.6, dollars 60 cents, mm -hmm. which actually could offer an appreciation of over 22% as the share price actually approaches um, or actually converges towards the estimated fair value. So number two has to be Google of China buying. So the current share price is at $119.76 uh, and our estimated fair value is at $160. $164.20, which actually um, gives an appreciation of uh, plus or minus, oh, plus uh, 37% as the share price uh, converges to its uh, uh, fair value. Then it's JD.com, of which for me right now, it would be a hold just to actually continue um, uh, checking the developments of the company and as well as um, uh, the company and as well as the, the, the economic uh, landscape. And we don't have much time left in Panafuti. Let's quickly talk about what a short squeeze is. So a short squeeze is a situation in the stock market where the price of a stock or an asset actually rises significantly in a short period of time, causing investors who have betted against that particular stock to actually incur losses and potentially be forced to buy the stock at a, a higher price. Mm -hmm. I think the most recent evidence of a short squeeze actually does pertain to GameStop because of time. Yeah. I, I think it would make sense if you want to understand it a bit more, uh, go and uh, do research on GameStop. Thank you so much for your time, Fanafuti. Always a pleasure having you here on Stock Picks with us. That was on Fanafuti Mklongo from Tribe Investment South Africa.